0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Country Music Made Me. Thank you so much for joining us once again. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out our website, countrymusicmademe.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes, and you can also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. We are also available on any streaming platform, so if streaming is your thing, just head over to your favorite search country music made me and give us a follow there as well on today's episode we are excited to welcome canadian country musician carly june she recently released her debut ep where you come from and we had a great conversation learning about where carly has come from from small town farming as a kid dreams of country music stardom and everything in between so please enjoy our conversation with carly june the ep we're coming up on about three weeks since the release where you come from your debut ep what have the last few weeks been like since the release
1: it's crazy. It's been that long already. To me, it still feels like it was two days ago, but it's been amazing. I'm so happy to finally have it out. The response has been incredible. It's just amazing to see people connecting with the songs. And that's what you what you dream of. So it's awesome that it's here.
0: And I saw you posted... About 10 days, I guess, eight days after the release, you posted that you had had 200,000 listens on Spotify. And now with the release of music, you do want people to listen and be there for it. But do you have to not focus too much on those listens and continue to click? Oh, how many listens? How many listens? How many listens? (laughs) For sure.
1: For sure. There's so many factors that, that play into that. And I think it's so important. Not to get caught up in that. It's definitely something that, you know, I'm working through and probably every artist is, is not to pay too much attention to that. But I'm trying just to focus more on are people connecting with the music? And I think if people are connecting with the music, then it's going to organically grow and you don't have to worry so much about that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the album is called Where You Come From. And so we want to learn a little bit about where you come from, a small town girl growing up on the farm. Tell me about early life. Was it very farm oriented?
1: (laughs) It was. It was. I had two brothers. So I grew up on a dairy farm. I'm the middle of, of two boys. And yeah, we did, you know, hay during the summer. My dad. Uh, listening to music out on the farm was definitely where he showed me, you know, a lot of music. And that's kind of where I learned to really love it because of the way it helped the work pass by a little <laughs> right. bit faster. But yeah, it was it's just an amazing way to grow up.
0: And so the middle of two boys were you treated any differently? Or did your dad treat you just like one of the boys and you were expected to be able to work just as hard as they were out on the farm?
1: (laughs) No, no, I was I was pretty lucky. He 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 definitely gave me a little bit of slack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now you've talked about the 68 Camaro that he would work on in the garage while he was listening to his music. Is that car still around?
1: Yes, yeah. I recently got married in October and the car was part of our wedding and it's yeah, my dad's baby. So there's always something that he seems to be working on, uh on it, always, you know, fixing it up. And so it's it's always oh, it's def- definitely still around.
0: <laughs> and so is the farm like the is he still on the farm where you grow up doing his thing?
1: Yep, yep, he is. Uh so he does organic farming actually now so cash crops corn and, and beans is his main thing and then he is a mechanic as well so he's a busy man
0: so what memories does that bring up still having that in the family and still being able to go back and relive those memories especially when you're writing these days how does that help in still having that space to think about when you're writing
1: I think that is so important. You know, I've, I've talked about this several times in speaking with different people about how, you know, having your, your life, your true life and um, those deep parts of who you are, having that still very, you know, common in your, your day-to-day or your week-to-week or month, or if I drive out there, that helps your music so much because it's, you're not living separate kind of from your past, you're still living in that, you know, to me, going home to the farm is a regular, you know, monthly, monthly thing or as often as I can get there. So it's it just, yeah, that's the big, biggest part of who I am, greater than the music side of me.
0: And that small town living, I wanted to ask about sort of the mindset as you grow and as you see more success. Now that that small town sort of feel These days, it seems like a lot of people are focused on what's next, and I want more, and I want this, and I want that. And so, this day and age, is it difficult to keep that small town mentality of what I have is what I have, and I'm happy with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, like with anything in life, that's the battle of the world that we live in is that more is better, and that's what the world's telling us all the time. But I think, you know, especially with, you know, just some things that my family's gone through in the past year, it really teaches you, like, the true important things in life. And, you know, if everything was gone, what are you, you know, you're about to pass tomorrow, what what would really matter in your life? And that challenges me, that inspires my music. And I, you know, I hope I, I never lose that.
0: And with this EP, How important was this EP for remembering that? Because your music on the new EP is really focused on that and remembering that small town. And so when you listen back to it, when you were writing it, was it a a big way to reconnect with that small town living and make sure you don't forget what that meant?
1: Yeah, and I think just writing it for me was like allowing other people to get to celebrate where they come from and, you know, the people in their lives that have shaped and made them and the experiences their life. Um, yeah, it's really cool as an artist, especially since this was my first EP, to really get to share just, my goal was, you know, show as much of who I am in this record as possible. So there's no question about, you know, who is Carly June. It's like This is me putting it out on the table, the people in places that, I'm from or everything to me so i think it's been really cool just to see how the album is so personal to me but other people are listening to it and say you know i i hear my story so much in your music so that's just really cool
0: and how important is that within the country music genre to be able to have that connection because it does feel like this is the genre that allows artists to do that so much to create a personal story within yourself but then have that connect with a much wider audience because of how real that story is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. They say, you know, country music is, is just the truth. And I think that's, that's why we love country music. And that's why I love country music. And it, it just goes, it goes so deep.
0: And one of the people who did inspire your journey quite a bit is your mom. And you unfortunately lost her right before the EP release, and I just wanted to celebrate her and just talk about the influence that she had on you growing up and, and what she meant for this EP.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom, well, the first lyric on the album is, Mom, and that was planned, you know, before I knew that she was going to pass away. It was just, I think, a way of her smiling down because she was my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. Um, not musical at all, but just believed in me with her whole heart. She, there was rarely a show that she she ever missed and all she wanted, you know, with her life, but she gave so much to everyone else. And, you know, if she saw her kids succeed that that made her happy. And so I'm so proud to have had a mom like I had for the time that I had. And she's a huge inspiration behind every single song. And I would always send all my songs to her before, and she would always, you know, let me know the truth about what she she really thought of them. So she was part of even choosing the songs that are on the record.
0: And were there any songs that you passed up because she said no? That one's not for you.
1: Yeah, she had a great ear. She she honestly, she really did. She was like, I I really like that one or. And if she didn't like it, she'd just say, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, sometimes she, there were songs that we so went ahead with anyways, and she changed her mind later, but she did have a really good year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so if she wasn't a musical person, you talked about your dad listening to music. I'm not sure if he was an instrument player or if he dove into music that way. But where did your love of the performance side of music come from in the early days? Well,
1: in the early days it started with church that was a big thing i sang in the the junior uh, kids choir uh, where that was kind of my first musical experience but there was something so special about singing in church that was an experience that i had never had outside of church it's just i could tell right away there's something different about about this than the rest of life and really drew my heart to that really really strongly uh, and I still love, still love singing in church. But no, no members of my family were musical or anything. So I don't think it, it came from no one in my immediate family. Anyways, there could be someone down the down the line, but I haven't heard of them.
0: And there was a hymn that you recorded, I believe, for your dad in June of 2020, I saw on your social media. And you said it was, an also, it was also a tribute to your grandfather. And so I wanted to, to learn a bit about him as well and how he influenced your journey.
1: First of all, that's so cool that you saw that because, yeah, it's deep in, on my social media and it was nothing I ever released. It was just something I did for my dad for Father's Day. I recorded him. How great thou art um yeah if for my dad my grandpa and so many people in my family that song has always been the one that they always ask me to sing if i'm ever anywhere can you sing how great thou art for us and um so my dad actually wanted it so that he could play it out in the shop when he was working on cars and sometimes when uh people come over to get their cars fixed he'll he'll play it for them and it's just just this little special thing that was just for him
0: that's awesome did you have a tight-knit family were they all based around sort of that same area that you grew up in
1: yes yes all my family is from um the Listowel area and surrounding and my grandfather was a farmer as well okay uh, and then my mom came from a family of farmers as well. So a rich agricultural, uh, history. And yeah, he, my grandpa, he was a jokester. He was loved like playing tricks on everyone. And there's so many funny stories of him just pulling pranks on people. And he, I think everyone in my family too, uh, is just very positive people, um, I feel like I have honestly the best family ever. I really really just love them and appreciate just having that cuz I know that you know not not everyone is that fortunate and so yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about them.
0: And your dad, I want to talk about a special trip when you were young that you took with him that I also saw on your social media. I saw that you went in to see a taping of Canada AM in Toronto and you saw Shania Twain while you were there. And I wanted to know about that and just how that influenced you in that moment towards this journey that you're on now
1: yes so shania twain was like my number one but you know growing up we it was very expensive to take your kids to a concert so i never got to go to see shania in concert or anything growing up but i did record her miami concert that was on television we recorded it on a vhs and i would watch it over and over and over um and so she was going to be on Canada AM in Toronto. They were filming it live outside that day at Yonge and Dundas Square. Right. And so my dad surprised me and, and took me so I could just see her being interviewed. She didn't even perform, but um, oh, okay. just to be, yeah, just to be interviewed so I could be just even in proximity of her, which was so thoughtful of him, you know, just like it was a long way to drive and we went and stayed in the hotel the night before and just, yeah it just showed that he really cared about the things that were important to me
0: and you've had a chance to perform in that square what did that mean to you when you had that opportunity considering the history that you have living so close and visiting when you were young
1: yeah really cool i mean there's nothing like performing right downtown toronto in the the hustle and bustle of it all and yeah, when you're young and you picture those things in your mind, I'm like, oh, you what, wonder what it would be like if I perform here one day, or will that ever happen? I want it to, but will it ever? And then, you know, when you get opportunities like that, it, it is, you just have to almost just pinch yourself.
0: Well, yeah, in the hustle and bustle of it, when you're actually doing it, I imagine it's so crazy as an artist, you know, there's sound checking and there's this and that, and you're probably running all over the place. So, do you have time to enjoy it in the moment or is it more afterwards that you actually get a chance to stop and be like, Holy cow, I just did that.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's, and this has happened with other big shows that I've got to play. It's like, it's almost sometimes can be like a year later. You like when you finally have time to process it and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like that's, you know, was a thing on my bucket list. And that's something I'm trying to be is more in the moment and preaching it in the moment. Cause I think in the music industry, it's really easy to always be thinking about the next thing that's happening. You know, this record I've had this music in my back pocket for a long time. So to me, it's not new, but to everyone else it's new. And you can easily just jump on to the next project or the next thing, you know, you have coming down the line. Right. So just being really present in that, I think, is something I'm trying to be better at.
0: And when did the thought of a country music career, this thought of chasing music as something more, when did that kick in for you?
1: Uh, When I was eight years old, actually, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just God. I felt the first time I ever performed when I was eight, it was just in front of my school at a Christmas concert and it was just like in that moment, it felt so natural for me to do it. And I just felt in my heart like this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And now, mind you, since then, there's been a lot of moments of questioning, and it's not easy to pursue music. So there's been a lot of really hard moments where I'm like, what am I doing? But when that thing like just doesn't go away inside of you and you feel like this is my purpose, and you know, for me, my faith has been a lot, a big part of that, of like just allowing. God to open doors for me and to remind me of that in those moments where I've, you know, wanted to give up. It's, you know, you always come back, come back to it somehow.
0: And within your faith, I saw a quote that you had on your social media. And it said, God has a plan. And it's usually when we stop trying to decide for ourselves what the plan is, and give in to his plan, that things work out. And so along this journey, is there a moment where that sort of clicked in for you that you had to almost stop pushing so hard and take a step back and sort of look at this whole big picture that you're within? Or is that sort of a, a constant battle that you have to remind yourself of as you move along this journey?
1: Mm-hmm. There's definitely been big moments of that where I realized like I'm trying to do this all in my own strength and I... Often, you know, you start hitting a lot of walls when that happens. You're trying to like break open doors that sometimes just aren't that door for you at that time and trying to kind of like force your own destiny on on yourself. And every time I've kind of just taken my foot off the gas a little bit and, you know, just even asked God, like, what do you, what do you have for me? What do you have for my life? Um, and how can I like take a step in that today and not necessarily what I want to do? Um, definitely things just flow easier and you have a piece within yourself too of just knowing that no matter what you know it's I'm going to be okay and I'm going to be led where I'm supposed to be
0: and after high school you went off to university to study music at that time did you know what your path was what you wanted your path to be, or was it sort of wide open and I'm going to go study music and then we'll see where it all takes me.
1: Yeah, very much so. At that time, I think I was pretty naive. I just kind of thought, you know, you get discovered as an artist at some point in your career, you get a, a big break. And and sometimes that does happen, but I think a lot of it is like being a smart businesswoman and having a plan and knowing what you're trying to do and, and working towards that little by little. But at that time, when I went to school for music, I was just thinking, you know, it's really important to me to have an education. And I wanted that experience also of going away to school and music was the, the logical option for me. And I did kind of think in the back of my head, you know, I, I can always teach music as well if you know if the artist thing doesn't work out then at least i have this and music will always be part of my life um but when i was there i quickly felt you know like teaching high school is is definitely not like what I I want to do, or teaching elementary school, um, and I have taught like private students on the side, which uh, has kind of funded my music career and allowed me to keep going that and make money. But oh, okay. teaching in a teaching in a school setting. Um, wasn't definitely I just felt it in my heart like this is not what I'm I'm supposed to do. But I tried to just take all the training I could out from out of it. And then when I graduated, it was like, okay, now let's kind of try to figure out how the heck does the music (laughs) industry work. And it's been a lot of me still trying to figure that out, but you know, sometimes you think you know it all and then you realize like, oh, okay, no, that wasn't right, and a lot of falling and down and getting back up.
0: Well, that's the thing, growing up on a farm, in a family of farmers, what did they think when, especially after you graduate and it's time to now make something of this, what were they thinking at that point? Have they always been on your side and supporting you and knowing that whatever path you're going to take, you're going to be successful at it?
1: Yeah, I think they they were so supportive there was never ever a moment where you know anyone sat me down and said i don't know if you should do this it was like they saw it in me from so young um and the ways that i would you know go into a singing competition and maybe i would lose that competition but i would really work at it and the next year i would go back and do a little bit better um and keep they saw that it wasn't just a little fad thing that i was going through it was really something that was really important to me since a young child so they kind of just let me let me do my thing. They never booked shows for me. They never sent out emails or anything on, on my behalf. Um, but they were there to emotionally support me and said, you know, whatever you choose to do, we'll support you as best as we can. And you'll trust yourself if you know it's not if you know it's not the right thing. But that's up to you to kind of figure out.
0: Right. And so after graduation, when did this country music journey begin? Was it pretty quickly after you graduated that you began to jump into trying to learn the business and trying to get a foothold on how to begin this journey?
1: Yeah, I played in a, a cover band, actually, uh, okay. after I graduated and I was working in restaurants, just waitressing. And I, I played at a lot of bars, um, country bars and then from there, I was writing a lot of music, mostly just on my own, actually. And I started working with a producer uh, named Jason Barry, who's an incredible Canadian producer who lived not far, actually, from where my parents lived. Oh, okay. And I kind of, like, you know, bugged him a little bit on social media until, <laughs> until you know, he was like, you know what, why don't you come by and stop by the studio and, you know, we can chat and just like you know kind of just helping me out a little bit and we became good friends right away and then he you know said do you want to do a single together and so we ended up doing a few songs and recording them and that was kind of like got me started um again you know there's a lot of things that i wish i would have known then looking looking back on that but that's all part of life you you kind of just i was very much just learning as i was going
0: right and so was that Black and White and Setting Me on Fire, were those your first two songs that you recorded and released?
1: Yes, they were. Okay. So
0: looking back on that time, I talked to a lot of artists who have music that they released right at the beginning of their journey. And they look back on it now, and they're proud of it, for sure. But it's music that they're Leaving in the past because of how much they've grown as an artist since then, and so is that a similar part of your journey in having that music there as a good reminder of where you come, you've come from, but really focusing on this EP as your beginning?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You just hit the nail on the head. I still enjoy that music, and still my friends, you know, like to listen to it and things like that. But it, it was more of you know, kind of a learning experience and you, you grow so much. And I think now I'm at a place where I really know who I am. And I think that really comes out in the music and that's, you know, the goal. So I consider this, this EP, you know, the, the first big step.
0: And when did you start traveling to Nashville?
1: My parents took me on a trip when I would say early twenties, Um, Okay, we went just to kind of check it out and and see what the city was like. And then from there, I actually started just driving down on my own. So it was about 12 or 13 hours. And I would just get up out into my car and I would just drive there and just try to like meet people and looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I was kind of crazy <laughs> doing that. Um, and why did my parents let me do that? But, you know, right. I, I, I wasn't 17 and I would already went through university and lived away from home and everything. But yeah, it's, it seemed kind of crazy now.
0: <laughs> and when did you start getting into the co-writing? When did that begin for you?
1: Around that time,
0: oh, going, okay. to Nash-
1: yeah, going to Nashville, going to Nashville, early 20s. Um, and then kind of more serious co-writing um, on this project, honestly, was a, a big part of, of that um, getting to work with some high level writers and that I still have to pinch myself thinking that I, you know, got to work with them and that they have taken a chance on me and it's just all crazy to think about.
0: <laughs> and so, what was that process like after growing up, basically just writing on your own for so long, and then jumping into these co-writes, especially with these very established writers? What was that transition like for you, and getting comfortable within that process?
1: Scary. <laughs> it was. It was scary. You know, you uh, you're your worst critic, so you think like you know, there's a lot of, oh, am I good enough to be in a room with this person? Or can I hold my own in this writing session? But you get more confident and you kind of figure out the way you write. And you find people that you really click with and not every writer is going to be the right fit for you guys together. But it was nerve wracking. But honestly, most people are, are really super nice in country music. And don't have an ego and like even writing with Derek Rattan, who I wrote Heart Drunk with, you know, he's a number one um, songwriter in in the U S so he was just so nice and humble and made me feel like, you know, you deserve, you deserve to be here and that he was also once in, in my shoes.
0: And so the process for creating this album, when did the songs come about? Was it back in like 2018, 2019 before the pandemic or has it sort of been spread out over starting in 2018, 2019
1: to now? It started at the end of 2019. Um, I wrote big for a small town on my own prior to um, working with with Karen uh, Kastowski who produced the record. So I wrote wrote that song on my own in 2019. And then a lot of the songs um, and some of them were even inspired kind of because of the pandemic for example church to pray uh, was inspired because churches were closed and the song is that you don't need a church to pray Um, so definitely uh, through the pandemic it kind of brought some stuff out of me
0: and big for a small town that's one that i want to ask you about because Throughout the album, when you're coming to the final song, there's different ways you can go with it. You can go with a ballad that kind of ends the album on sort of a slow note, or you can go with a sort of higher tempo song and, and you've gone with sort of that banger right at the end. And I love it because it keeps the energy going all the way through. And so talk about that decision to have that upbeat song right at the end there to finish off the album
1: yeah it's it's fun i think it's it's kind of like a little surprise at the the end of the album too you're not necessarily expecting it but yeah i just wanted i think sometimes a lot of the songs on the record are pretty serious. Like when I think about the list and they're deeper, some are deeper songs. Right. So I, I wanted to, to finish on a lighthearted note.
0: And it kind of bookends because you have home team off the start that is also high energy and it has that marching band feel to it. And so when you were putting together the album, was that sort of a really exciting process to once you sort of put the songs in order to have that feel to it
1: yeah there was because some of the songs were released as singles before but they almost have like a whole new story to them once you put them all together onto an ep right so it's yeah when i listened to it all together for the first time i was like Oh man, like this, it just felt right. It felt so locked in and good. And my team was a big part of also of that, of choosing which songs went in what order.
0: Right. And the list I saw you mentioned was one of your favorite songs on the album. Now talk about that one and the power behind that for you.
1: Yeah, that song was kind of inspired by disappointment that I'd went through in life. you know, before I met my husband, I, who we only got married in October, so it's very new. Um, I wrote the song when I had first met him, kind of because I was thinking back on, you know, past disappointments and things that I wanted to work out or relationships that I wanted to work out that didn't and how upset I was at that time. But now looking back, it's like, oh man, I'm so glad that I didn't get what I thought I wanted and we took the song and kind of shaped that around many things in life of, you know, chasing your dreams and the disappointments that can come from that, <clears throat> or relationships, um, and how you know sometimes it's a blessing. And hopefully, you know, you'll be able to look back and on some situations and say, "I'm glad that I didn't get what I thought I wanted."
0: And because of the pandemic were you with Karen when this was produced or were you working apart from each other and you were sort of recording your part somewhere else and she was working in her studio?
1: Exactly. Yes. I was in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) in our vocal makeshift vocal booth.
0: Okay. And so what was the process like then in hearing the song develop and especially to hear the final product when you're not in the studio sort of being right there when the process is created.
1: Yeah, it was, I had such trust in Karen, so I wasn't nervous. And I think she really understood me and who I was. So there was just that trust between each other that I knew she could take the song. And often I would hear um, sort of like a demo when we first did it. So I knew the direction the song was going, but the first day that we cut vocals was often the first time that I've heard a lot of the instrumentation, the drums, the guitar. So that was always a really exciting moment where you feel like the song has energy and life to it. So that was a really exciting, exciting day, always getting to hear that.
0: And so with a song like big for a small town that you mentioned, you wrote yourself, what is it like to have someone else work on it and take your vision and just create on it and create this whole piece is that a pretty cool process when it's something that you did on your own
1: yeah really cool i really pushed for this song to kind of have a shania twain vibe to it any man of mine with that feeling to it right Um, so I had a very clear vision of what I wanted this song to be. I wanted there to be fiddle and I wanted it to feel like a party. And so Karen took a lot of those ideas and there's a crowd going, Hey, uh, in the back at the end. And it just, it, she really captured that feeling of like being back in my hometown, packing the arena when there's a concert that comes through town and everyone's there. And it's just, it, she so captured that feeling.
0: And so taking this music, like you mentioned, you've already lived with it for a while before the release and now it's released. So you're going to live with it for a little bit more. And then what's it going to be like to finally go out and do shows with this music for having it for so long and not really being able to play shows. What is that feeling going to be like?
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, you just miss it so much not getting to do it. And that brings a whole other level to the music too. getting to play it it live. And there's a lot of feedback that you will receive from that, too, of like what song works really well live that maybe on the record, you know, a lot of it wasn't necessarily your top stream song, but it works really well live things like that. It's just like I'm looking forward to and also to getting to meet fans and and just country music lovers and And get to know them and chat with them. And like, it's just all part of it. So I I can't wait for that.
0: And with the music that you have released now, if we wouldn't have had the shutdown, would this music have come out sooner? Do you think? Was this shutdown sort of a positive in a way for you to allow you to have that time? To figure out who you wanted to be as an artist if you would have put it out maybe later in 2019 or in 2020 would have would the music have looked different do you think
1: yeah probably for sure i mean a couple of songs probably would have still been on there but there might have been a few different different ones i think more on a personal level it was Like I was ready to go in 2020, like 2020 was supposed to be a big year in my career. I just released um, Say Too Much I one of my very first radio tour across the country. We had a bunch of showcases lined up. We were starting to record the record and then everything was just like stopped. So it was frustrating and it was very, very hard. And I had to do a lot of internal like work. (laughs) I bet, yeah. That's part of it and I'm grateful for that because you don't wanna go and have a lot of success without being really strong on the inside. And I know that I am, and I'm proud of, of the work that I've put in and the person that you know it's helped me become. And I think it allows you to connect hopefully with other people more as well, and just helps you create better music.
0: And so where is the music going? Like you said, with this album, you've been sitting with it and there's part of you that does want to move on to the next stuff, but you do have this album. But is there a little bit of a focus on what's next at this point?
1: Yeah, I'm starting to really get back into a lot of writing right now. And we're planning another Nashville trip coming up. So there's probably going to be even some more music later this year, I'm hoping.
0: Okay And do you find with what you're writing now, does it have a different feel because things are opening up and maybe that opens up the heart a bit more and your mind space, your mindset is a little different. Do you find your writing about different things within your life when you're writing for new material?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm a different person and have experienced different, I'm still the same person but you know I'm, the experiences that I've gone through in the last little bit have definitely you know are a big part of are going to be a big part of the new music and there's definitely some places that I I want to take the music that didn't necessarily come out in this past record so I'm I'm excited to get to start again and to keep building upon what we started you know now that foundation of my career is there and who I am as an artist and now we get to keep building so that's a really cool feeling.
0: And how important is the writing within your life when you go through moments like losing your mom recently? How important is the writing for processing that and for being able to overcome it and accept it more maybe than if you didn't have that way of expressing your emotions?
1: I think it then becomes a way to like help someone else, you know, it's that That's kind of like comes back to that's why I feel it's so much of my purpose is that you can take something that is really hurtful and hard to go through and allow someone else to not feel as alone when they're going through it because, you know, they're they're hearing your music and hearing and having that connection of like feeling not alone and I think that's a big part of country music is feeling not alone and I'm grateful to, to have an outlet to be able to do it. And it's hard, It's especially when it's something like losing a loved one, it's hard to let it out.
0: And with supporting others, I saw a few years ago, you had mentioned that you had opened for Terry Clark. And after your set, there was a fan who came up to you and told you about how one of the songs that you performed, what it meant to them. And so those moments with fans, what do they mean within this whole journey and helping you push forward to, you know, on days when maybe you don't think you can push forward? Are are those comments from fans about how your music affects them one of the biggest things that helps you move forward?
1: Yeah, it always, it brings you back to exactly why you're you're doing it. Um, Thinking about, women, especially listening to the songs like Makes You Pretty and having that, like knowing, sometimes you forget that people are actually listening <laughs> to right. music like that, like, you know, it could just come on on Spotify when they're driving in their car and thinking the idea of like a woman feeling beautiful because she listens to that song to me is like, yes, that's, you know, why I wanna do this and having that opportunity and making the most of that
0: opportunity that I've been given. Thank you once again so much for listening and thank you to Carly for stopping by and sharing her story. Be sure to check out her new EP, Where You Come From, wherever you stream your music. Please also visit our website at countrymusicmademe.com. You can listen to all of our episodes and also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. You can also find us on any streaming platform. So if streaming is your thing, just head over to your favorite, search country music made me and give us a follow there as well. Thank you once again so much for listening and we'll see you next time on country music made me.